Tonight we're going to start a new series, and for the next, over the next year, we're going to talk about, of course we talk about Jesus all the time, but this could be Jesus and something, all right? But we're going to start a series tonight, Jesus and Culture. And our first lesson we're going to look at is entitled, Alike But Not Like. Alike But Not Alike. As you all know, in our culture, culture tells you to do a lot of things. I'm going to give you a prime example, right? And I didn't even plan this, but if I could have the, all the guys who have their jogger pants on stand up for a second for me. All right? Just, just stand up for a second. I want you to come to the front for a second, right? All right? Don't they look so nice in their jogger pants? Woohoo! Yeah, no. All right? All right? All right? Years ago, right? I'm going to be honest. Years ago, I don't think guys would be caught in jogger pants. But now it's the fad. Now it's what culture has told you is cool to do. I wasn't trying to dish you all at all, but I'm just saying, you know. And then, look, I mean, look at it. I'll take a picture of them, man. They look good, man. Let's take a picture, man. Take a picture. You got it. You got it. You know? You know, they got their Jordans on. They look fresh. You know, they say they ain't going to play no ball tonight. Anyway. Anyone get sweaty, but like I said, culture tells us that that is the cool look now. To wear jogger pants. That is the cool look. All right, y'all have seen it. But years ago, oh, my boy said, you want to stay up there, man, all right? Years ago, I'm sure that if you ask those same guys, they probably would not even think about putting on jogger pants. It's the same as every culture, every decade, every you know, time, things change in culture. In fact, right now, you guys are, well, I hope none of you are experiencing it because I don't want you to experience that. But now, culture has made you all, who some of you may not even know who NWA was, now you know about them because they bought a whole movie about NWA. And you all know the movie, right? What's the movie called? Straight Outta Compton. None of y'all know Straight Outta Compton probably was before that movie ever came out, right? Am I right? How many of y'all knew what NWA was before the movie came out? All right, maybe five, four of y'all. Now, everybody knows what NWA is, all right? But if I had to ask you to name some people in NWA, who are they? Let's see if y'all can know the five people. Only Ice Cube y'all know, right? All right, all right. Okay, the point I'm trying to make is y'all are making it very valuable for me. We know culture. Whether we are 20 years ago, because that's when NWA came about in the 1990s, when I used to listen to that group, when Easy e was actually killed, and Tupac and all them, you know, actually, but Tupac wasn't with them, and the whole rap, east side, west side, and all that side, and downside, upside, no, it wasn't that. That's what culture told us was cool. In fact, in that day, when this group came on the scene, they came on and basically told you to disrespect the police. That was the whole thing. That was the cool thing. That's what culture told you to do. We see today in our culture, as culture defines everything in our life, because what happens is, when one person is killed, it almost looks as it's a racist thing, whether it's a white person or a black person, we always bring racism in it. Because that's what culture is trying to build up. Culture depicts what we believe. Culture is everything that we are about. 
Tonight we want to look at how are we as Christians, how are we supposed to fit in this world? First of all, what is the world? When you think of the world, what is the world? What is the world? Hmm? What is the world? Anyone know the world is? Hello? You live on the you live on earth. The world is everything outside God. Alright. Okay, that's a good answer. The question is, as Christians, we live in this earth, we live in the world. How do we as Christians put to relate to the world? And that's what we're going to look at for the next couple of weeks, as what culture depicts to us. What is the actual, you know, how do we work in this world? And we're going to look at a passage of scripture in John. And actually, first of all, before we look at that, we have one note. As we think of the world, the Bible uses the phrase the world to talk about the culture we find ourselves living in. When the Bible talks about the world in this way, it's talking about the world around us that is in opposition to God and his kingdom. So when we think of people say world, they think of the earth. But as Christian, we call the world, just as Jared said, anything apart from God is the world. Culture depicts what we are about. You think about, as you th- see um, people on TV, you know, if you are this size, there's no way you can be a model. You have to be this thin, and the world teaches us that that's what everyone should look like. But as we know, that is far from the facts of what every person looks like. So Jesus had the same problem that we have today. Because we as Christians have to figure out how do we fit in the world without being in the world. We are a part of the world, but we must not be in the world. How do we figure that out? And this is what Jesus said in John 15. John 15, 18 said, If the world hates you, Know that it has hated me before it hated you. Let me ask a question. How many of you have ever been um, teased or talked about because of your faith? Anyone ever been there because you're a Christian or a believer? Anyone ever been there? Someone has said, Wait, how you could bleed up Bible stuff? How you, I mean, some of you are in COB. I'm sure this is a big thing in COB right now that, you know, you have atheists and even in your schools, people think of, well, gee, God... How do you believe that garbage? God doesn't exist. You can't see him. Your faith gets questioned. How do you respond to that? Well, Jesus basically tells you, look, they hated me. So what makes you think they're going to hate you? And hate in this you know, passage means, you know what it means? Hate. It means dislike. They literally hated Jim. So Jesus is basically saying, look, you can't expect any different today because if they hated me back then and I was a perfect man who walked the face of the earth, what makes you think they're not going to hate you? Be prepared because that's coming, all right? You have to understand that hate is going to come in your life. Even as a Christian, I'm going to tell you this. If you're here tonight and everybody likes you, I'm going to tell you something. That means you're not living for God 100% of the time. There's no way you can be a Christian 100% of the time and everybody like you. This isn't no Barney trick. I love you. You love me. No, it's not that. They're not going to always love you. They're not always going to like you. They're going to hate you. 
Because you know what happens as Christians? We defend the name of Christ. We are supposed to make people in the world uncomfortable in the sense around us. Because the world is not supposed to love us. They're not supposed to like us as Christians. We're to be different. Verse 19 says this. If you were of the world, the world would love you. Basically, it's saying, look, if you were fitting in culture, if you were saying 100% that I'm going to do whatever the world says is cool, they would love you to death. They would love you because you know what? That's what the world wants you to do. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to love everything of the world. He wants you to love all the popular music. He wants you to love you all the popular clothing. All that he wants you to just fit right in culture. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wearing jogger pants, just so you know. But what happens is when it becomes what we're all about, we're just about fitting in. As much as, you know, we make fun about it when, I don't know how many years ago now, with Stop Liking Man videos, you know, basically, you remember what the guy said. He had no purpose. He had no, you know, mind of his own. He comes up in the crowd and says, Oh, the color's ready. Oh, I got to change my shirt too. I got to fit in, man. I got to be like everybody else. All right, see that? But the problem is, that's what we do. We follow people instead of following God. Because we want to be cool in people's eyes. There's no one in this room who I could probably think would say, I don't want to be popular. Everyone wants to be liked, all right? There's no one in this room who says, I want everyone to hate me, boy. I want everyone to hate me. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. But what you need to do is find other Christian friends that you can be yourself and be who you are, supposed to be. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Jesus is saying, look, as a believer, I have taken you out of that world. Yes, you live in the world, but you're not supposed to be of the world. You're not like the world. You have to be different than the world, which is the whole thing, as Jared said, anything other than God. That's what he's saying. Look, they're going to hate you. Question for us tonight is this. Am I ready to be hated for the name of Christ? Am I ready to be talked about because of the name of Christ? You know, it's better for you to be talked about because you love Christ so much than somebody to talk about when you try to talk about Christ. They say, you know, they say, gee, Bob, you call yourself a, <laughs> you calling yourself a Christian? You trying to say you're a Christian after I just saw what you was doing with them fellas over there? How you was running down Joe over here? You see, your testimony is, done, is finished when you try to fit in this world. It's finished. And that's what happens to us so many times. We try to fit in so much that, you know what? Our testimony is completely ruined. Because we, we have already compromised our faith. Verse 20. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. 
Again, Jesus is saying, look, you're my servants. You think it's going to be any different? You're my children. You're my children. You think they hated me? They're going to hate you? You know, I'm sure all of you have probably been compared to one of your parents or the other that they say they, you look like them. You know what? All of our goals should be to look like our Heavenly Father. That's who we should want to look like. Of course, we don't know how he physically looked, but we want to look like him spiritually. We want to try to do what we can to keep his word, no matter what. Verse 21. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. Again, Jesus is saying, look, the only perfect man to ever walk the face of the earth, what they do to him? Crucified him. What, made them th- what makes us think, each one of us in this room, think that we're any different? What makes us think that, you know what, I could just fit in the world and I could do whatever I want. I can, you know, when I'm over here in school, I could be with my school friends and act this way. Then when I'm in church, I could act like this. You know, we try to do that game. We try to play the church game. You know, Christian Massive, and I don't know how many you know, but back in the day, they had a song called One Foot In and One Foot Out. Because that's not what Christianity is all about. You can't have one foot in and one foot out of the kingdom. You either all in over here or you all out. It ain't no in between. If you're in between, you get hurt. Imagine falling in between a fence. I don't want to give you the graphic right now, but just imagine that. That would kind of hurt, right? But that's what happens when we're in between. We will fall and get hurt. But yet we compromise so much. You know, we do so much to try to make sure that we fit in. You know, John, John didn't just say this in this, uh, this epistle, but he even talked about it in 1 John, because 1 John shows us that so much of what we are today, this is how we re- react and how we relate. In 1 John 2.50, he said, Do not love the world or the things in this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Very strong words. Read that again. I want you to look at that again and look at that. Let's read that together. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Basically, what do we love in this world? We love TV. We love the internet. We love social media. We love music. We love all the shows that we shouldn't watch. Some of us love pornography. Some of us love gangster rap. Some of us love um, Justin Bieber. (laughs) I don't know what, nobody, nobody likes Justin Bieber, right? All right. <laughs> I, at least you're all listening, right? That's what I wanted to find out. But the point I'm trying to make is that we love these people. We look up to these people in culture. We admire these things, these people. You ever sat and, and just read the lyrics of some of the songs that you listen to? And you realize after the fact how bad they are. But no man, Nicholas, I don't listen to the lyrics. I only listen to the beat. I only like the beat. I only like the sound, man. Only the music. Yeah, right. 
Don't fool yourself. Because I guarantee you I could throw on any beat right now and you all know the, the lyrics that come right out of them songs. Every single one. You know? Because we allow these things to control us. We allow the world, the things of the world, to control us more than the things of Christ. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. How many of y'all remember the first sin? What was the first sin? What was the first sin? Huh? Uh, no, it wasn't, the first, it wasn't the first sin. Murder wasn't. Eve, right? What did Eve do? Eve what? She saw the fruit. She lusted after the fruit. She saw the fruit. And what did, what did Satan tell her? He told her something else before that. Why he tell her to eat it? Because you'll be like who? God. That's pride. She wanted to be like God. Same thing happens to us. Pride gets in the way because we want to be popular. We want to be cool. Lust of the eyes. Girls, guys, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Guys, guys can look at a girl and say, man, that girl look good. Man. And what happens? What starts to happen? You can look at a girl and say, you know what? I think she's a pretty girl. But what ends up happening? You give that little stare more like, yeah, she look good. And then, yeah, and it goes on and on. But hold on. I forgot the girls. Because they like to say only guys is lust. Girls is lust just as much, all right? When you got these, when you got these um, big time um, actors and um, what's the guy from, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I wouldn't even say war room. I, would, I mean, I wasn't thinking that. What's the guy, um, The Rock? Y'all think The Rock's attractive? All right. Sha what's the guy on, um, Huh? What is this? Shannon Tatum. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I, I mean, how did I know? Look at that. See, all you know is like, say, boy, man, when you take off his shirt, he look good. And you know what? It'd be like, boy, you got one six pack, eh? You know, and they just keep on going. And girls just, you know, sometimes we think, you know, and the mind just goes. You know, the thing is, we're going to be honest here tonight. All right? Because guys and girls lust. It's not just the guys who lust. Girls lust just as much. All right? Because you know why? We allow the things of the world to control us. Culture. Verse 17. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. You know, we are to do what God wants us to do. We need to stay in his word. We need to study his word. We need to allow culture to control us. We need to let the things of our world. Yes, we are in the world, but we need to be of the world. And that is a very confusing statement because, you know, some of us think, and people will tell you, but you can't just cut off all your friends. That's wrong. You know, because if you cut them off, that ain't a Christian thing to do. I'm not saying to be mean to them and say, I want to do with you. I as a Christian. I ain't telling you to do that. No. But let's be honest. When that influence comes on you, they, they, you easily get pulled away. 
you get pulled into things. You know, I remember being your age, you know, being a 15, 16 year old boy. When my friends wanted to go watch a pornography tape, you know, and today y'all have the internet. Today y'all have the internet, it's so easy, but they wanted to watch a video. One of, me and one of my friends decided that we didn't want to watch that. That wasn't what we wanted to fill our minds with. Now, am I telling you I've never watched pornography before? Before that, no, I'm not telling you that. But the point I'm trying to tell you is this. That it comes a point in life when you're going to make them tough choices not to fit in. It becomes hard. Because you know what? The easiest thing for me to do would have said, you know what? I go on with them boys that watch pornography. So that I won't fit in. It's hard. And I know you guys are facing that. I know in your schools, people bring pictures in your schools. They're on your, you're even on your phone. You see, we got to be careful that we don't allow culture to pick everything we're about. We got to make sure we don't stay in the things of this world. But we need to be a light, a witness for Christ in this world. So a couple of questions to think about as we apply this. Which part of culture do you struggle with the most? I want you to just think about that. Because you're going to look at a little bit more of these in your small groups. What are the things of culture you struggle with the most? Whether it be TV, um, social media, music, the internet, whatever it is. What is it you struggle the most with? Secondly, what part of culture do you need to surrender to God? Which part of your life and what part of culture do you say, you know what, I do allow myself to get caught up in this too much. I need to give this up. I need to stop this. Because this doesn't help my relationship with Christ. And lastly, how can your small group leader, and we can, like I said, this will be more in your thing, how can they help you stay more accountable? Let me tell you something. You might be here tonight, and you do struggle with pornography. All right? Don't act like it's not a problem. You may be here tonight, you struggle with listening to the wrong music. It depicts everything you're about. So I challenge you and your small groups, be honest. All right? We want to do all we can to help you. We want to do all we can to keep you accountable. We want to do all we can to just allow God to be everything you're about, not what culture tells you you need to be about.